Welcome to this edition of the Left Behind Game Club. This week, we play through Ratchet & Clank Going Commando. We have a questions email now. Yeah. So if you have a question, send it to questions at leftbehindgame.club, uh, whether it's a question about a past episode or just a question about us. Just uh, send us an email and we'll read it on the air. Now, getting back to Ratchet & Clank Going Commando, uh, things got heated at times, uh, including when we talked about cameras, you know, game cameras. Who were these monsters that created this camera Guys. and thought it needed to be inverted? Yes, exactly. That Thomas. was like that was actually in capitals at the top of my notes. Right. Inverted controls. What the? <laughs> Who are these monsters? You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. <laughs> Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Jacob McCorton. With me today, I have three friends. My first friend is to my left, Michael Ruffalo. Hello, hello. My second friend is to my right, Mo Mertati. How's it going, everyone? And my third friend is virtual. Uh, it's Thomas Reese from Charge Shot. Thomas, how are you? Hey, I'm good, Jacob. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, I live inside your computer now, so that's great. <laughs> I know. We're, we're staring at you right now. You're on the computer. You're virtual. You're held captive. You are. What, what's your first thing you're going to do now that you're virtual? Uh, I'm going to go through your browser history. Oh, don't, no. don't, don't oh, no. do that. Don't oh, do that. No. Don't do that. No, he said mine. Yours I know, is fine. But I don't want anyone to know what you've been looking at. <laughs> Thomas, we care about you. Do not do that. <laughs> Thomas, before you do that, uh, why don't you tell the, the good folks listening uh, what Charge Shot is all about? Uh, so, yeah, I started up Charge Shot uh, like almost, almost a year ago, like this February. And essentially... It's a bunch of friends that I've made through YouTube and streaming on Twitch. And we all like joined together and started doing podcasting. Uh, but we started doing a little bit more than podcasting. Essentially, we have the games cast. Every week, we talk best friends, talk about video games and the news. And we also have another show called Charged Up that Justin hosts with, his, uh, with uh, Ben. And they talk about film and comic books and superheroes and whatnot. And other than that, we also do... Um, a bunch of video video stuff like covering video games and let's plays and whatnot. And people can find that at it's chargeshot.com, right? Yep, chargeshot.com. Cool. Cool. Today the game we're gonna play is Ratchet and Clank Going Commando and Mo, this was your pick, right? Oh yeah. Why don't it's you a- tell us why you decided to pick this one? Okay, so like with every other game, um it's kind of like comes from the gut. I played the first Ratchet and Clank and I just remember having a pleasant experience, lots of guns. Lots of funny storylines, just a little bit of this, a little bit of that way back on the, was it PlayStation 1 or 2? Two, 2. Did it come out for 1 at all? No. Okay, then I must, no. that would have been must have one of the first games I got for PlayStation 2. And uh, I loved it so much. It was my turn to pick, and you know what? I kind of wanted to just make sure we got this game done. So I just used my pick up, and I said, hey, guys, let's do it. And you guys were excited to play it, so it worked really well. Yeah, I think the I original. Was to play it. Yeah, the original came out in 2002. It was one of the first games on, uh, I want to say it was like, the first or second year of PlayStation 2, and then Going Commando came out in 2003, 12 months after the first one. Wow. That's so funny because there's a joke in this game about, see you in about a year. <laughs> oh, I do remember yeah, that. Yeah, it was great. Well, I mean, we'll get to yeah, that, obviously. But I, I definitely remember the advertisements for this game. They had a huge uh, marketing campaign around it um, with all these different little ads that highlighted a different weapon and all the different weapons yeah. in the game. It, it's something that's hugely stuck in my memory. 
and it's funny now to have played the game and see all the weapons and have them bring back memories of advertisements I saw as a kid. <laughs> now, now that you're saying that, I'm remembering getting EGM when I was younger, like Electronic Gaming Monthly. And did they not really focus on the Sheepinator as a weapon? They did a lot. Yeah. Yeah, Yo, they did that in the the TV ads for sure. Yeah. Like absolutely. Like I would always see a dude with a gun turning someone else into a sheep. It was hilarious. <laughs> And weren't they like huge, like on an actual person, or was it actually Ratchet? I, I feel like a person. No, it was had on a, a person. Like yeah. they had like gigantic guns on real people, and they were like using them in the commercials. Like it was pretty. It was pretty I, good. I remember. They, they, they know how like the Sony games know how to market their games through commercials. Like couldn't agree with you One uh, crash, famously. I, I remember one vividly of like in someone's backyard with like a shrink ray or something like that mm-hmm. from the game. Yes. And they ended up shrinking someone and then making them like 10 sizes too big. <laughs> <laughs> that and backyard wrestling ads for yes. some reason, like backyard the game. Wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, before we get down a deep rabbit hole of amazing video game advertisements, um, we should probably talk about the game. Yeah. I should maybe like kind of explain to people who are listening Set it up here, Mo. what the game actually is. Yeah. So I guess it's a role playing adventure game where you play a, you guys said the name of the animal several lombax. weeks ago. It's a lombax. So for those know, for those of you who don't know what that is, that's like a cat, um, meerkat looking dude, <laughs> and he has a little robot buddy. And what you do is you get an arsenal of weapons throughout the game that you use to take down bad guys. And you follow along a cute little story where you're just blasting away bad guys. Nutshell, that's pretty much what it is. And as you go along, you kind of progress. You get more weapons. They're cooler. They're badder. And that's what these guys are talking about. But the commercials, they highlighted all these weapons. Yeah. I think all I had written here for story was, Abercrombie Fizzwidget is the CEO of Megacorp. He hires Ratchet & Clank to find the experiment. That was all I wrote for story. That's the setup. Mm-hmm. That's the setup. Mm-hmm. Thomas that's had- pretty much the story. That's, <laughs> that's all you that- I honestly, I, I, I'll talk about when we get into like actual plants and stuff. But I played most of this game on mute, or not mute, but half the game on mute rather. Oh really? I love the story. <laughs> I don't know what it was. It was just charming. I like how the guy mis- like didn't pronounce anything he correctly. Never used correct words. And the best part is, as I'm playing this, I'm going. Michael will hate this. I game. was pulling out my hair. He's being he's being offended by a character in a video game who's doing this intentionally, and he's still perpetually getting more and more angry as it goes. Mo, on. you know me well because the nonsense words were actually annoying me because oh, I was, was trying to understand what he was saying. And every time I stopped for a second to think about the words that he was saying, I was like, none of this makes no, any no. sense. So no I, human would ever use these words. The best part about the words he was using, obviously, he'd use the wrong word, but it, it would like, it, like yeah, it. it would start or end with the actual correct word. So you can kind of play along and be like, what did he try to say? Ah, clever, clever. Yo, Abercrombie, you're really a fizz widget right there. <laughs> No, I like them. He's good. Uh, yeah, he he started to be like, "Oh, hello!" And, and today is gonna be absolutely great. No, yeah. that, that, that's Wait. correct. That's, that's something you can use. That's in conversation. more Flanders yeah, than yeah. it is Abercrombie Fizz Widget. <laughs> Abercrombie Fizz Widget would say, "Indubitably," uh, for indubitably, and um, like decaffeinated for castrated. <laughs> no, the, no, the actual. I got a sentence. He'd be like, "The village over here has been completely decaffeinated and blown up by the family." It's like, wait, what? Decaffeinated, yeah. but it's really destroyed and decaffeinated. And like three of those words in that sentence would be close, but not actually the words. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. That's just his thing, and that was kind of. But they played with that because I kind of went along to the end. Like the reason I felt like he was saying all these wrong words because 
something was up. It yeah. wasn't maybe really the real guy. So the experiment is what they call the proto-pet, which is this cute little round creature that they intend to sell to children all across the galaxy in order to, you know, just give them nice pets, right? Which we come to find out is stolen from the equivalent of like the Amazonian rainforest in this galaxy mm-hmm. and uh, in this great type of like promotional video talking about how Megacorp freed this land of all its vegetation and habitat and all the animals that were in it. So that way everyone can have their proto pet or the experiment. Um, There are some really funny moments in this game. I thought that was one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, Spoilers. I didn't find too many moments that I thought were hilarious. (laughs) Oh, really? I thought, man, what? I thought, I don't know. I thought it was a charming, like quirky little funny game. Like if I was a kid, I'd be like giggling and laughing at some of this stuff. And as an adult, I'm yeah. still laughing and giggling <laughs> at some of this stuff. Some of this stuff is, um, it's very like Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. And yeah. I think as a kid, like you would absolutely love it. But uh, like, I, like I said, I played most half of this game on mute. Um, they mostly just did uh, like infomercials. I thought that was kind of clever for most of the cutscenes. Yeah. I thought that was like a really clever framing device for their, their writing style. I, I thought so too. But like you, playing half of the game on mute, this was a good podcast game for me where I would yeah. listen to something else while I was playing it hmm. because I found that when I would pause my music or my podcast to hear what was happening in the story or the little commentary and dialogue, I felt like I didn't need to hear any of it. I thought it, it didn't strike me as very clever or interesting. And I thought Saturday morning cartoons were... A, better written than just this. stop it michael right? I, I don't i don't want <laughs> i don't mean it. to just hate on you mo and all the things that you love in the world like lord of the rings which isn't very good but is, right? the 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 thing about this game is that it really brought me back to a time where video game writing wasn't very good and i i think the thing that this game needs to hang its hat on is all the amazing weapons and definitely and not does. the story. And it does do that. Now, see, I, I would disagree with you. I, I agree with you that... And you're that, entitled to wrong opinions. <laughs> the game see, is Mike great. has the best opinions, like, like I wrote in my review. Like, And and more on that later in the show. <laughs> but um, I think this best, game huh? is perfect for like an 11 to 15-year-old. Because I remember them like, when would I have played this game? How old would I have been when I first played it? Because I played it when it first came out. I was a huge fan of the Ratchet & Clank games. I played the first four on PS2. Then I went on to play the three that came out on PS3. And then I have the remake on PS4. I've not played it, but I also watched the movie. So I'm a fan of Ratchet & Clank. So and I would almost okay. put up Ratchet & Clank either going commander or up your arsenal before I replayed it in like probably in my top 15 games of all time. Yeah. Like it wouldn't be in the top 10. It'd be like number 12 or 13. Sorry. Where would you put this game in your top? 10? Like top. It, no, it would be right outside of my top 10. Okay. It would be like 12 or 13th favorite this game, game of all time. This game 100%. before I replayed it. <laughs> oh, okay. So yes. in your rose tinted nostalgia glasses, yes. it would have been when I high. first played it as a 13, what I've been 13, 2013 age. Let's not do like math. Cause 13 or 14 years old. old. We are 13 or 14 years old. I played it. I loved it. I adored this game. And I think that is the sweet spot is an 11 to okay. 15 year old writing wise, gameplay wise, difficulty wise. And if you're outside of that, I don't know if you're going to have a lot of fun with this game. I think the modification to both your reviews is if you are ever 10 to 11 years old, you're going to love this game. <laughs> That's pretty much the point. No, no, it's, it has some quirks or quirks, no pun intended, pun intended. Um, but I think my eyes just rolled out of my head. Um, no, but there's there's some things that I, I can kind of poke at, but general experience, like if I was young, if I was old, 
it's a nice little like shooter to kind of let out some rage from the day out, like to just blast things away. Um, it's, yeah, it's, uh, the the reason. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys the reason why I have this game on mute is because uh, I got to one of the planets and the music for the planet was like atrocious. Uh, I'm trying to see which planet that was. That happens um, to me sometimes too with like some games. Like planet it's... Planet Notac. Uh, it had really weird music where it sounded like someone was trying to tune an out of tune tuning fork. Like it just went, and I was like, "Oh my god, I, I I need to end this now, or else I won't play through the rest of this game." Ah, uh, no, it's it's dope. And see, uh, but I don't remember any of the music. Like I don't. There's nothing yeah. that stuck out as like bad. There's nothing that stuck out as good. Yeah, fair enough. This was made by Insomniac. Yes, um, correct. This, and mm-hmm. I didn't know this until after I played the game that they made Spyro, which I hail as my top three favorite game of all time because it was the first game I beat front to back. Uh, PlayStation 1 was on my first like official yeah. console. Uh, Mom and Pop brought Spyro along with that PlayStation 1. Played it, beat it, loved it. And finding out that they made Ratchet & Clank 2 afterwards, I'm like, ah, I knew it. There's something in there that kind of connected with... Uh, Mm-hmm. With Spyro that made me like it. See, so when I started this game, I thought for sure like this was created by. Uh, I knew it was Insomniac, but it felt like it was a Naughty Dog game because the very first few levels or planets that you're on, it's very linear. The camera follows right behind. Uh, it sometimes shift to the side, and it was mostly platforming more than combat. And yeah, and there are all these boxes and crates that are stacked on top of each other, just like <laughs> Crash Bandicoot, yeah. and. As you move like one later, one level later, you end up finding these red uh, boxes that, if you touch them, they explode, just like in Crash Bandicoot. Oh, really? And so much of this game early on reminded me of Crash Bandicoot, and I thought like, oh, this has got to be made by the same developers. And I just asked Jacob, and he's like, no, it's it's actually that was Naughty Dog, and it makes so much sense. But but there's a funny story within that okay. because, did, sorry, go ahead, Thomas. Uh, I don't know if you, you guys saw it, but did you see the? Um the Crash Bandicoot uh, uh, Easter egg? No, no I didn't I see did it. Not. No? Okay, so there's one of the levels where... Uh, let me see if I can find it. I'm terrible at that stuff. I can. Oh, I always miss Easter eggs. I never pay attention unless I listen to a podcast like this and I find out about them. <laughs> so, okay, so I don't... I remember this video. Or no, it wasn't... Oh, no, it wasn't um, Crash Bandicoot. It was uh, Jack and Daxter, rather. I just still Naughty Jack Dog, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was Jack screen. and Daxter, like, after you defeated a boss on Indaco, uh, there's, like, a TV, like, a little area you go into, and there's, like, a TV set up. So, like, there's still, like, there's a nod to it. Maybe they helped them play, like, be, finish this game in a year. So, so I, I know, so, I know, the, I know the answer to this. Jacob, can you, Jacob, can you call I'm, on me? I'm calling on you. Okay, hi. Um, so, in the early 2000s, Naughty Dog and Insomniac actually had a technology sharing agreement where they would makes so much sense it does so the engine that was mm-hmm. developed for naughty dogs jack and daxter is what was used for ratchet clank ratchet and clank going commando jack 2 and they shared like progress and uh, information and technology between the two studios so if you go in the credits you'll see that insomniac thanks naughty dog for use of their their technology um okay but at the same time um each studio it was the reason why they could develop these games so quickly um, each studio would make additions to the engine. So for Ratchet and Clank going Commando, for example, the spherical planets, though that was not in the engine when Insomniac got it. So they actually built that from the ground up, 50,000 lines of code to get those spherical planets in the game and shared that wow. back with Jack 
uh, the Jack and Daxter team, Naughty Dog. Not that they did anything with that specific technology, but that is now in the engine. Cool. That makes so much sense. And mm-hmm. that also probably explains why those early levels had uh, a real similarity to Banjo, or not Banjo, um, Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Although, although I can't be crazy to also be thinking about Banjo Kazooie playing this game because you have a sidekick that's on your back that mm-hmm. looks like he's on a backpack that helps you fly. Come on, well, I yeah. can't be the only yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. But also the now, the final point that I'll make um, is that there's also an Easter egg in one of the cutscenes where Clank does a dance exactly like Daxter dances in Jack and Daxter, no where way, he no does way. that like mm. he does that weird like slide and then he like does the spin like Daxter does in Jack and Daxter. Mm-hmm. Um, so another cool little Easter egg moment. I love the Clank. Clank, his personality, the way he like he stays as a robot, he talks really robotic and like falls in love with robots. Oh, it's amazing! And like even like those. Okay, so, I I can't remember. I'm assuming it was the first Ratchet and Clank. There's this one ability um, where you can like release those little minions, um, or was it? No, it's in it's in this one when you go to those little nub areas and the little mini robots come and you send them to the attack. Yep, probably one of the my favorite little mechanics of all time because I love just sending things to attack and that goes along to that comes jumps into weapons because. One of my favorite weapons was the turret. So good. I yeah. love the turrets. I love throwing turrets everywhere and not having to engage with anyone. Loved it. Because I was so bad at this Lo- game. Oh, yeah? That, really? Me, I, just, I was really bad I was it. so content with just, well, I see a giant wave of minions like coming at me, drop like four turrets and just run around in hysteria just as they can't get me and my rockets, my upgraded turret mm-hmm. would start mm-hmm. blasting them away. Which, But it got a lot weaker later on God, compared to some bad guys. What was your favorite weapon, Thomas? Uh okay, so I actually made a list of good weapons and bad weapons. I didn't get to yes. check out the turret. Um oh. but like Yeah, I know, like I didn't I didn't use the turret at all. Uh that sounds like a my, tough way to play the game. What? It sounds like a tough way to play the game without the turrets. Eh, I, I did fine. Like for the most part the Lancer was really um like that that one is that the machine kind of blasted away general? enemies for like I, maybe half the game and then the rest I kind of huh. used the um the mini rocket and the lava gun. Mini I, I lava gun for smaller enemies. I love yeah. the lava gun because you just shoot out a stream of like hot lava at enemies and they would just all die immediately. And then I, I didn't like answer. it so much once it upgraded to the meteor gun. Though. Yeah, it was a worse weapon when it upgraded to the meteor gun. Yeah. Oh, fun fact. Uh, do you guys know about the... Is it fun fact? Yeah. Do you know about the award that they gave out to their developers? Um, it no. was No, wait, no. That was for a different thing. Uh, one of the things they've like come out and said officially was like they the upgrade to... The lava gun being like shooting like comets and stuff like that changed the fundamental mechanic of that gun. So like with the other weapons, like if you got the turret when you upgraded it, it still stayed a turret. If you had yeah, the machine yeah. gun when you upgraded it, it still stayed a machine gun. Mm-hmm. That one stopped being a lava gun. And it was just a projectile launcher. Same and with the decoy th- too. The decoy goes from being a inflatable r- ratchet uh, that stands in a corner and everyone attacks to becoming a shield. Yeah. And that, well, that's uh, the thing they said that like because it was so like negatively like reviewed and people didn't like it. I don't. I haven't played up your arsenal or any other games, but I'm assuming that that never happened again. Where when they upgraded a weapon, they didn't change the fundamental mechanics of that. That's interesting. Weapon. Yeah. yeah. The whole point of the lava gun was that like it has like a whole stream, so like you could spin it around really easily and it would, uh-huh. it would just keep going. But with the the meteor, it kept shooting up project, uh, projectiles so, instead of a stream of. Uh, like a stream that you could just spin around and have it attack the whole so the, area. 
with the lava gun, that was probably the last gun I actually upgraded eventually because I did not like the little the ugliness of just shooting like a little splurt of like <laughs> the aesthetics of it. Yeah, that, so that's the thing. Like that, one of the things I loved about the game was like how when you're you want to upgrade all your weapons just to see what it's going to do, just to see what's going to do. Mm-hmm. And once you leveled one up, you're like, it was great, but I don't know if I'm going to use this unless <laughs> I'm in a pinch. Like the turret right. was the first thing I actually no false different weapon but the turret was one of the first ones i upgraded but then as soon as i upgraded it i rarely used it because i was trying to progress everything else um yeah i played the same way my quick select wheel which like can we talk about an eight it has eight slots eight slots come on i think in future games what they do is they add like multiple layers to the quick select from i'm I'm going off memory here i could be wrong but i think in the ps3 games they added layers so you could flip between like three different wheels Uh and have everything which is like why why is that not in there i mean uh, even better solution I'm probably speaking out of ignorance too though is you remember you know when you do the puzzles when you connect your gun into yeah. a thing and you why can't it just be a, hey we have a swinging thing instead of using your hookshot why can't uh, just a bubble say now you can use your L3 button which is just general, like you don't have to switch to the item yeah, to use exactly. it's, an, it's an interaction button which is gonna now you have that feature to swing now you can use it by pressing L3 or whatever I think I might blow your minds here why can't we use the D-pad oh yeah oh uh, yeah like wait the d- oh. That's the move. Yeah, but like you have two analog sticks. You, yeah, I know. <laughs> it, it blew my mind that both the D-pad and the left analog stick were to move your character. The, yeah, there's like, there's so many buttons that I wish we had on the controller to switch weapons, to do other things, to interact differently, to to hover, mm-hmm. to glide, to make those long jumps, and yet we're using eight different uh, directional pads it, to yeah. c- to control a character. I thought that was just a huge oversight. Yeah, I see. It, it, it probably not even oversight. It's probably just time. Um, to like, You can add like hotkeys, I guess, to something, but that would change the overall mechanic. If, okay, do we get rid of the spin mm-hmm. wheel and just use those? Do we do both? Because that would be a little weird. Unless maybe you do like the activity weapons, mm-hmm. the interaction weapons right? on that a would D-pad. Make sense. And then weapon weapons are in your quick wheel. Maybe that's, that's at the same time. Like that's time. It's a meeting with the developers, with the designers. Does this fit our culture? Do we want to do this? <laughs> Can we do it in time? Can we hit budget? It's a whole like big bang yeah. thing. It's, it's, yeah. Because in future games, they did add for the swing shot where you just jump up and automatically it switches to your swing shot. And you can just hit, like, once you get close and hit the button, it goes. Really? And you never okay. have any issues. Again, I don't I know like if that's that. the later PS2 games or the PS3 games, but I distinctly remember uh-huh. doing that because the first time I jumped for one of those swing shots, I was like, oh, this is just automatically going to go. Whatever. Hit the button. I was <laughs> right, in just the, right in the drink. face planted. Uh, Thomas, right in the water. I, I'm so interested um, to hear your, your list of good weapons and then bad weapons. I'm, there's one in my mind. I hope it gets a positive review from Thomas. Let's go. It's uh, in your hands. All right. More likely, because um, remember, keep in mind, like I didn't use all of the weapons. Yeah, there, there's some that I didn't get to use. Uh, the mini nuke is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like the pulse the rifle actually. Like um, you're able to take out enemies farther away once you use it. It's a sniper rifle. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Pulse I didn't rifle. Buy that one. Didn't yeah. use that at all. It's it's, I'll talk it's about uh, it. it does it deals like a ton of damage. I uh, believe it. Like I was able to one shot enemies like no problem with it. Huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially once it's upgraded. Mm, the mini rocket I liked. Uh, I so they they brought back some of the some of the older weapons from uh, Ratchet and Clank, the first one. And if you beat that first game, it would have unlock the weapons yeah. for free. Oh, that's interesting. If you had a, so, if you had a save for free. Oh yes, if you have a save, there's like a, a robot lady that. that said, "Hey, if you have a save, you can 
I thought that they were referring to if you played this game already and did like New Game no, Plus, you no. wouldn't have to buy those weapons. Ratchet and Clank One would give you. Oh, the that's weapons really smart. I really like that idea. Yeah, I wish that's, more that's games. That's a really did that. good idea. Uh, since I already played the, through the first one, I had some. Well, I didn't play all the way through. I only played up to a certain part, so I had a couple of the weapons were free. Uh, Tesla Call, like I used that a little bit, but that mm-hmm. didn't really stay in once I had the lava gun. Stinky weapon. Bad weapon. You didn't um, like the Tesla? Yeah. I did not like the Tesla coil at all. I don't think it The lava gun's way better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it fulfills the same function. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, so that's pretty much it, like all I've really used. I didn't... Okay, I have one. Some of the... Because I ran out of money at the end game. Like, I, uh, I grinded forever to get, like, armor instead. This game... Yeah. Uh, but my f- Sorry, go ahead, Thomas. Sorry. Um... Yeah, but the worst one was the spider, the spider gun, awful the spider glove. No, the the worst weapon is the bomb, the bomb glove. Oh yeah, but that's not even a weapon; oh, it's just the basic. Yeah, but I didn't even. Yeah, it's from the first one. Like, don't use. Oh it. my god, that was the worst. I don't think I killed a single enemy with that bomb weapon. And you get forty ammo too, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was such a waste. It's gonna take the whole clip to get rid of one oh, guy. Oh my. Yeah, it was. So it's not bad. very good in the first one either. Oh, see, I, I, wait. This is the first Ratchet and Clank game I played. Are you are you talking about like the the one of the first weapons that just the, the it's shot? a glove, Mo? Oh, and it's a little the, bomb. I thought you said the bomb and then gun. You throw you throw bombs yeah, yeah, at people, okay. but you throw them like maybe four feet in front of you, so you can't get any you can't <laughs> yeah, yeah. get any anyone from like yeah. any reasonable distance. And mm-hmm. if they're that close in front of you already, you're being chomped yeah. or you're being shot. Or you're being viciously attacked. Mm-hmm. This is a fun question to ask because I didn't ask this off the top. Um, what is your experience with the Ratchet and Clank series? And also, how did you play this game, like system-wise? So I'll start and just say, I already said I played all the Ratchet and Clank movie, uh, games. I've seen the movie. Um, I just haven't played the you're PSP. I'm a super fan. I didn't play the PSP games like Secret Agent Clank, like the other Ratchets that were made for PSP. Um, and I didn't play the weird like off-branches, so like all-for-one which was a like third-person, group-based... I didn't play that one, but I mm-hmm. played most of them. So, Mo, what's your experience with the series, and what did you play it on? I played it on a PS3, sorry. Like, I have a hardware emulation PS3, one of those good ones. So I played it the on The OG PS3. The OG PS3. <laughs> oh, I played it on an emulator. Um, that's my favorite. Um, it, I played the first Ratchet & Clank. That's why I kind of recommended this game. And this one was just regular D-pad controller, um, similar to a classic PS2. Thomas, how did you play it? So, I bought the uh, the Ratchet and Clank like I think is the remaster or just the repackage of right. it on the PlayStation Three. I bought that a long time ago, and I haven't really played through them. I played the first one, and I was like, uh, I don't know if I'll play through all these. <laughs> so I played on that. I played the second one, and uh, PlayStation Three. I played the the Tools of Destruction. That, like I really like Tools of Destruction, but I don't know if I'll go back to that one now after playing the second one. Mm-hmm. See, I, uh, I've never played a Ratchet & Clank game before. I knew a lot about them because, you know, they're an ever-present Sony uh, first-slash-third-party exclusive. Um, and so this was, my, this was the first time playing it. The thing that I knew to expect coming into it was that it had a bunch of weapons. And I played this mm-hmm. on the HD remaster on the PS3 that they did. So I thought it looked fine. Um, yeah. But I, th- I was generally disappointed with it, and I was not very good at the game. Um, I played it mostly by collecting the weapons that I got early on and trying to upgrade them to be as powerful as they 
could, and then as soon as I upgraded a weapon, I would switch to a new weapon to yep. try and upgrade that as quickly as mm-hmm. possible. Beautiful. Yeah. It was like a min-max strategy of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tried to get the most powerful weapons I could with the least amount of bolts spent. Yeah. Um, but I don't... Th- I think I was just bad at this game because watching videos of people playing on YouTube and seeing them do these strafing and yeah. jumping over bullets. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is the furthest of how I played this game. Oh, really? I was oh, not really? good at... I did not learn how to control just until strafe, the very jump, end. blast away. Yeah, the, here's, a, here's an interesting question because I knew strafing from the first game. They don't say use Never. R2 to strafe. Never. At all. I, I, think, I think I learned... Uh, that I don't know if it was a tooltip or if I just looked in the menu and I saw like the option to do it, and so like I, I started doing it, and then I kind of had to teach myself how to do the strafe jump. Oh, the jump doesn't come like in- intuitively. Mm-hmm. Well, like I, I realized I would do it sometimes. I was like, I wonder if I could just like do like a dodge roll, and so I just hold to the left and press X, and you would do the flip, and I'm like, oh, ish, I can do it. Four ways. <laughs> yeah. See, like, I don't know me. Like, I just as soon as I jumped into the game, that's pretty much all I did. Just, I don't know if I picked it up from another game or if it was like just familiar from playing the first one and what it was. But moving around, jumping around, was pretty natural. Um, I want to get back to weapons. Can I just make one comment? <laughs> I don't know sure, how you got back. through this game without the circle strafe jump. Like uh, that is how you yeah, play let me this tell game. You, it was a long grind. <laughs> it was not fun. I didn't enjoy my time with it. I hate to I hate to be the the negative Nancy, but um, I I felt that there were things that the game expected you or needed you to know to get further into it. But earlier in the game, they don't make you go through gates and checks to make sure that you've learned the skills that they want you to learn. So it's really funny because I thought coming into this, I was going to be the one like poo pooing your party. I was like, ah, bitch. <laughs> like I don't want to. There's but. always Michael. <laughs> So, Thomas and I, I think we yeah. think we've got some solidarity here. Of, yeah. uh, it's, it's, I don't think this game holds up. Yeah. Go ahead, Mozart. No, yeah. So talking about like like instructions and kind of like babying you through the game. Oh, uh, babying you through the game. I, I said it just to get you going. No, uh, just in general, like for me, when I there's I can't remember what it was, but it was like whenever you got a new weapon or a new like let's say for example it was like the 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 glider or something like that mm-hmm. it would just quickly tell you hey press x on this area or do this mm-hmm. like l1 oh it's like this the, the suit double jump with ratchet on your back like press l1 and x to jump up higher that's they said it say it once and me i'm a, i have a habit of just clicking away through it's like Same instructions here. and if you click away you can't find that anywhere exactly yeah but i, I didn't I learn that Sorry, go ahead. I Tom. found that crouch jump like didn't really help at all. It was just the same, same height as a double jump. Same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that was just used to help you get uh, longer jumps, like further distances, gaps that were L one X. Yeah, yeah, the 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 straight jump that was fine, but like uh-huh. the the actual like crouch and then jump up. Oh. like it was the same as a double jump. I, I didn't really understand. Oh, yeah. see, I got to the end of the game, and I needed to do that little glide jump where clank on your back pulls out his propellers and lets gives you a little bit more boost Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. need that to finish the game but i got Uh, up until that point i think it was like the last level and had not used it up until what let me tell you (laughs) this was a tough game for me to get in in the words of michael buffalo why are you playing this game on hard (laughs) i i honestly don't know i i i was flabbergasted that this that this game was designed in this way because 
it, the only thing it made me realize, or that it made me think at the time, was that this was a game that you were intended to fail over and over and over and play these levels continuously yeah. and making small progress and advancement because it was designed for kids who didn't have a lot of money to get a lot of games and they would be Shout needing out. to play it over and over and over. Yeah. So I thought it was intentionally designed that way. And then I watched people play it on YouTube and I realized it looks like poetry. The way that they're jumping over bullets, they're dodging things. It plays like poetry. They're, they're you know, using the right weapons at the right time. And I was not even close. To it. I, I was like a caveman just bludgeoning my way through this, <laughs> this whole game. I was not playing it smart uh, or well. But here, there's like a flow that you get into when you like learn the circle strafe, when you jump, when you circle strafe. Like in arena battles, which is something we should talk about after Mo talks about weapons, um, mm-hmm. like there is a flow that you get into that you yes. should just be able to like defeat a boss without even thinking. You're like, okay, I'm going in a circle. I'm going right. I'm jumping. So I'm much. using my like. How did you even <laughs> use those like stars? Because if you use those stars when you're when you're on the ground, you have to stop and throw. Yep. But if you're circle strafing and jumping, you don't stop at all. You, you just throw them. You know what I did? What'd you do? I stopped and I threw them, <laughs> and then I moved, and then I stopped and I threw them. Okay. okay. And then guess what I did after that? I stopped and I threw the rest that I had. Playing the game on hard. Um, so you actually led right to my weapons thing. They're not stars. They're shuriken. And that weapon where you throw that shuriken was the greatest thing that was ever put into that game. Did Ed, did you guys use it at all? I yeah, upgraded I it. I oh, yeah. used that a lot. Okay, so just to get so I, the, it was like a it was like I think the first time you meet the the girl robot Angela. Ange- no, the girl robot or the girl Lombax? The Lombax. When she's in the Lombax? mask. She's wearing Lombax. the mask. Angela. Angela. Also, yeah. I, I don't want to hijack that point, but Angela's voice actor, Kath Susie, amazing. She, uh, deep cuts here, if anyone's remembering. She did Dexter's mom on Dexter's lab. She oh. did Phil and Lil oh, wow. on the Rugrats. She did... Phil oh and Lil. God! You know who I thought she was? I thought she was EJ Daly, who played Tommy Pickles on the Rugrats. That's who I thought this was. <laughs> she did a bunch of characters on the Powerpuff Girls. I think she did Bubbles. Um, she did Lola characters Bunny. in Dan- Impossible, Danny Phantom. Danny Phantom. She did the mom in Danny Phantom. Uh, Jimmy Neutron. Um, DuckTales. Here's a big one. Lola from Space Jam. Yeah, Lola. The bunny. So, I mean, Cat Susie, an amazing voice actor. Mm-hmm. As soon as I heard her voice, I was like, that is Kath Susie, and this is an amazing get. <laughs> I was so happy to hear that, and I wish that they used her more. Because it was one of the only spots that I was like, okay, this is probably worth it for me to pause the podcast that I'm listening to, to hear this voice acting. Because I thought she did a great job. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry. That's cool. okay. The, what, Wombax. Yeah, so when we get to what the <laughs> Wombax girl, um, well, you don't know it's a Wombax girl. It's like the main antagonist, I guess, in, initially in the, the the game. It's like a mini little boss fight kind of thing where you're in like almost like a cul-de-sac, a lifted cul-de-sac area, and she's floating in a helicopter around. So the first time I fought that, I used my shuriken, and I launched it. And the best thing about this weapon is you're throwing these stars, Jacob, um, and when they hit the, the bad guy, they'll like jump around and find the next bad guy and just like kind of fly all around and hit people. It was great because yeah, they not only pretty, home pretty in good. on the enemies, but they go and hit other enemies next to them. Yeah. So it was almost like the mini turret in that you just throw it out there and it takes care of yeah. who it needs to go I think go it does two like hits and it, it dies or something. Two or three and then it, it stops. Does, it does three and then if you upgrade it, it breaks out into, I think, two other ones. Yeah, multi-stars. Yeah. So when I, the yeah. first time I played this bad guy, uh, or the bad girl, I guess. Um, I, I, I died right away, and then it b- like brings you back. But when I died the first time, I had enough for the upgrade, 
So when I got into the fight, the second I was in range of locking on with like the weapon, I just unloaded like a <laughs> firestorm of like all these shuriken. I'm not kidding. Before like the cutscene, or I don't even know if there was a cutscene or anything in that fight where she changes weapons, she was dead. So she fired her initial volley yeah. and she was gone. And that's like when I was like, this is my weapon for the rest of the game. Do not leave my side. And the only time I left, it left my side was when I wanted to boost other weapons. But whenever I got into some trouble, I'm like, shoot again. So that was your favorite weapon? Easily, yeah. Jacob, what was your favorite weapon? So very late in the game, you get, the, or at least for me, depending on how you spend your money, you may have got it earlier. I got the bouncer, like in the final hour of the game. Is that the big ball that that's splits the best into weapon smaller in the balls? Game. Yeah, it's like the most powerful thing. continue to just like hit people? Yeah, so that, you throw the big ball <laughs> like and Throwing marbles at people. Yeah, and they hone. So, and uh, then you hear like the. Do you know what that is? That's like that's like an army general singing. My, my favorite weapon in war is the nuclear bomb. Right? There's, there's a lot of damage. Like, of course, <laughs> there's some real casualties. Yeah. How are you going to um, defeat the enemy? Oh, fine. Nuclear bomb. Do you want me to go for a, for a weapon that's not like the ultimate? No, no, weapon no. no. I, I wanted fun. to know what your favorite. The was sheepinator is it. underrated. That's cool. No, the sheepinator is the, a gigantic it's waste. It's overrated. It's cool. Yeah, so overrated. Thomas and I are just on the same page. Here's Why can't you guys be it's on fine. the right page cool, with good man. opinions that make sense? You saw the trailers, you saw the commercials, and you wanted to see it. I feel like that weapon was only in the game so they could have something for the commercials. Just like that freaking snowman from uh, Frozen. He was only in the movie. <laughs> what? He was only oh, in the movie you, to sell you, product. You know, Mike, if just, I could, I would give you a high five right Thomas, now. Thomas, I'm giving you a high five through the screen. Hey, Mo, I can give you a, a, a high five right now. There Did you hear is. that? That's a real. Ah. That's a real high five. Sounds like Thomas a is just looking high at. Five. He's just looking at my browser history in the virtual land, and I'm just like, <laughs> "Hey, I'm gonna high five Mo again." <laughs> just to solidify my point, Olaf in Frozen was made just to sell product and push toys to kids. He had no use for the story. You know he what? Was nothing. You're only making the case that the Sheepinator's a bad weapon. Yeah, you're actually not helping our case, bro. I, know, I, yeah. just, I just hate Olaf. <laughs> okay, Thomas, so, like, yeah, I'll say the Sheepinator is like cool in concept, but it doesn't like it doesn't work against like mid tier enemies. Totally, it only works against long, small tier enemies. Hundred percent until you upgrade it to the black Sheepinator. So here's the here's my. Strategy. <laughs> I'm sorry, no, I'm not using that it. weapon still, long like, enough not, to not upgrade it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I didn't upgrade it. Either. Here's here's my strategy. You use the Sheepinator on the small enemies. So you know how there's like three sizes of enemy. There's like small. Yeah. There's like your medium enemies. Then there are the big enemies like the ships yeah. and whatnot. So you use the Sheepinator on the little guys. And you just back away from them while you're using the Sheepinator. It upgrades very quickly. And when it becomes a black Sheepinator, you use it on the small guys. The small guys then are now black sheep. They go after the medium guys. They blow them up. And boom. I want to poo-poo is, that strategy so hard, but I played this game like an idiot. I was going to so say I that. Can't. I'm like, yo, he's struggling with strafing. He's not using the black sheep correctly. Like, <laughs> and no chance. So, Thomas, what was your favorite weapon? Uh, I already talked. I already Oh, my favorite favorite. I yeah, said the lava favorite. gun because I just... Lava gun. Yeah, the lava gun. Yeah. See, I, I think my favorite favorite was the... Uh, it was essentially the shotgun. I think the blitz cannon or something like that. didn't buy it. Yep, great. What? Didn't buy it. It was so good for clearing out rooms of people that were like running at you and were too close. No. You could yeah, easily... There was, a, there was a level where there was a lot of open areas with pits of lava. Uh-huh. And that's where I used that gun the most. But other than that, I didn't really use it that much. No, I, maybe it's just me, my opinion with all other games. Like I never want the shotgun in any game because it's just short range and it doesn't do anything. You can use a more useful weapon that's more like of a utility weapon. That's the same thing with the sniper though. I don't like sniper guns because like you take the it's you traditionally it's take that one shot you kill the guy but great you like move great on. you completed your goal with the minimal <laughs> amount of effort it's a, and it's, energy it's a straight gunshot like 
bang, cool. That Let's that was guns great. I'm thinking of like because I think Thomas had said like the Lancer was probably his go to. Mm-hmm. So if I'm putting words in your mouth, Thomas, mm-hmm. I think that was it. Well, for like for the first half, like before it got harder. Yeah, but yeah the Lancer was like a go to for most of it. The Blitz gun for me was my go to. The like, Lancer. Whenever I had an issue, it was Blitz gun all the way. The Lancer was the gun I used when I had nothing else with ammo in it. Agreed. In that little <laughs> burst of area. Um, but then again, there's also other weapons I didn't use, like that initial little bomb that you threw out, the bouncing bomb. That whatever. became the mini nuke, which was amazing. Yeah, but I rarely used it. Oh, um, the mini nuke was so good. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah, it was. But yeah, and the, that assault rifle, the generic assault rifle you get in Halo, I was like, ah, cool. The BR. Yeah, it's, I, I don't know. Wait, is that in this game? No, no. No. Oh, he's just saying generally speaking yeah. weapons. Got it. Yeah. Can we high five mm-hmm. again? Sounds yep. like a loser's high five. I'm <laughs> just like sitting here all sad. Oh, no, the high five him. High five him for Thomas real. Thomas high five. One, two, three. High five. Okay. Um, uh, anything else that you want to talk about? Uh, I want to talk about the ending. If, if I just want to talk there. about how weak the story was in this game. And I don't want to like beg on it because like. It's a story in a essentially kids game, but there are very few very few setups for why you're going to the next planet or area or how it cuts from one cutscene to the action that you're performing or why mm-hmm. your characters are doing the thing that they're doing. Like they barely set up why Ratchet and Clank are going to a different galaxy to solve this problem. And then like especially the areas where Clank goes from being the tiny robot to the big robot, like the the Gundam. Yeah, that wasn't cool. They don't explain why Clank needs to become a Gundam and you need to <laughs> ride on his back and control him and take out like the other people. And I know I'm being like super weird and nitpicky, like trying to look for character motivations and why I'm doing the thing I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. But like, there was like, so much in this game just play that the felt game. like, okay, now I'm just having a space battle and the space battle is oh. done and I'm going from the space battle to fighting on the moon and somehow on the moon with like this very small moon they've decided to build a whole city and then they just unleash a mothership and another like Gundam on this tiny planet that we're going to have a big fight on like what is <laughs> my, going on my, in my, this game? I might come on your world come into your world right now just cuz the one thing I, one one of the couple things I didn't like about the game was those like fighter like challenges where you had to destroy all the little mini fighter things. Oh, Brutal. Space battles. Yeah. I struggled. I died so many times because I didn't know how to dodge. The, there was no explanation really. Or maybe there was and I missed it. I don't like, there was like a, a barrel roll and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, but I just rarely did it and I just it was, so struggled. That was one of the few thing. areas of the game that I was very good at. Oh, and, there you go. What? And it annoyed me <laughs> that... I mean, uh, one, I appreciated the weird amount of variety in this game of like flying levels, um, fighting in the ship, uh, platforming bits, combat areas. But I felt that each area lasted a little too long for my liking. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And and it was it flirts with being open world, but it it isn't. It's It's, it's it's very linear. linear. There's like two paths in every block. Planet. Yeah, yeah. So but I think it's challenge like, levels. That's all. Yeah, I yeah. spent a little too much time on each planet. I think for right. like my liking. Yeah, I love the arenas. The races I thought were. I didn't feel like I was ever catching up to anyone or slowing down. It was just like I was either first place or I was last place the Same. entire time. Oh um, yeah, yeah. You'd have to restart if you like came in second. Exactly. Or if, you hit, if you hit a wall, you're restarting it. The space battles I didn't like. 
Uh, arenas I loved. I could like if I had the strong enough like weapons every time I was there, I'd clear every challenge and get every coin. Right. Everything else I would never. Likewise. Work. Yeah. Time trials. I did the first one to advance. Space battles, just advance, and so on and so forth. Were you guys like weird hoarders like me and collected every moonstone? Yep. And no. Yeah. I just got Crystal. what I needed to advance, but I also might be playing this again in that like super mode. New Game Plus. Because there was that guy who was like, come get these moonstones. That was you a really good have, impression. <laughs> you don't have any physical possessions, but give me your moonstone. That guy's so what cool, though. materialism, yeah. am I right? Yeah, I, <laughs> exactly. I, I, that guy was so cool. I liked his character. I loved him. Yeah, I thought he was hilarious. Yeah, no, he was really cool. I, I think, I think he uh, found his home in Borderlands after. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> um, but what was I going to say? Yeah, there's and then collecting all those things. I found that there's a great amount of money you could get from getting the moonstones or getting those other stones. Like, the mm-hmm. effort to cash was good, so I'm just like, I'm going to clear out Same all here. of these moonstones at all the purple... What are the purple ones called? The crystals. The crystals. got to get all these crystals. <laughs> I'm going to move yeah, this I rock. I did some of the challenges, uh, but I really didn't want to do them at all. Right. I, I found that I wasn't having fun with this game unless I was playing the core concept, which is the arena battles or the, the actual planets themselves. Same here. So I really didn't want to go back and do the races and do the ship battles and whatnot. Because it, it just wasn't as much fun as mowing down a bunch of tiny enemies with your vast arsenal, right? <laughs> yeah, the, the core of the game is very good. And I think that's why yeah. the arena battles are so great. But like like you said, like races, which like just made me want to go play Jack X Combat Racing. Maybe want to go play Star Wars Pod Racers again. <sighs> no, I didn't. I, so I love this game, but it didn't make me want to play anything. I didn't want to play the game when I was doing these races. And I love the game. It got to the point where I'm like, okay, I need to like take a break, walk, take <laughs> yeah. the dog out for a walk or something, because like, this is my fourth try Meditate. and I keep dying. Yeah. But, yeah, no. I, those same races are in Jack 2 and Jack 3. Huh. I feel. I've never played one of those games either. What? Um, I, I've, I've played I the first one. It's my, much more of a Banjo-Kazooie type. Huh. Yeah, it's very Banjo-Kazooie-esque, the first one. My last negative comment. The second one's just GTA. Yeah. <laughs> My last negative comment about the game, because it was an amazing game, but I have to be completely objective and let you know my, my opinions. Um, when you die, did any of you guys jump way too far back than yes. you really wanted to? Yes. I um, appreciate the fact that they're very good at letting you know when you hit a checkpoint, but, but there were some sections that were way too long until you hit that checkpoint. Yeah, and that's like, I feel like it's yeah. another dev thing where it's like they had one checkpoint where they'll reload you and they don't want to keep the amount of resources in a memory card. I hit a point where when I would die too many times before hitting a checkpoint, I would start ignoring the enemies and just run past them until I hit yep. a checkpoint. And then I was like, okay, now that I made oh, it here, I, I will go back. I will yeah. clean them up. I will get all of the bolts. And if I die, I'm, I move ahead and I don't move back. Yeah, that was yeah. annoying sometimes. Like I'd, I'd be like so far right before the boss and I die and have to start from the spaceship and I'm like... Ah, uh, okay, here we go. But at least you got coins, I guess. So, There's fine. a fun clip of me on Twitch because I, I, I streamed this whole game. Where, where did I, you stream it? Uh, I streamed it at uh, jacobstreams.com. Thanks for asking, Michael. I'm happy to help plug. Of course. Um, be uh, In that game, I'm in the last, like, the last uh, fight before you get to the final boss, which I, I want to put a pin in and come back to because I have a comment to make about it but there's like a long hallway um, and uh, there's like platforms to go up 
and then you have a store before you get to the final hallway, then you get to the final boss. Mm-hmm. So I get to the store, I get out of the store, I've just fought all the enemies, just like you said, there's no checkpoint, I'm hoping for a checkpoint, I get out of the store, and there's a small gap between no. the store no. and the next platform, and I because of how the camera was, I just walked off the edge. No. And I had to go back, <laughs> oh. like, not, not a small amount of time, it not small enemies, but like... I had to go back. That sucks. It hurt so badly. Um, but uh, before I, because um, I think Thomas had a comment, um, the camera, um, you come to appreciate in modern games how far along camera design has come. Who were these monsters that created this camera Guys. and thought it needed to be inverted? Yes, exactly. That Thomas. was like that was actually in capitals at the top of my notes. Right. Inverted controls. What the? <laughs> Who are these monsters? Where do they come from? And it's both. It's both left and right, and yep. up and yes. down. Like, what is going on? The very first thing I did when I got into the game was so like, oh well, monsters designed this game, so I need to go uh, in and fix this camera. I went in and I changed it immediately. And the thing in the options is the inverted camera. That's the default. It's nonsense. so you have to hit like the button and then it changes to an er- inverted, which is the no guys. You're inverted, exactly. not us guys. So exactly. once once you switched it to inverted, did your problem go away? Yes. Okay. Then Mostly. Move on. Jeez. <laughs> no. The, the, the game should bit. be designed properly. Okay. Okay. Mike, we're we're waiting for your designed game that's going to be coming out. I can't so, wait. And it's going to be oh, oh I can't wait for the reviews. I can't wait till it's on the left behind. <laughs> <laughs> You know that there's uh, one thing that I'll get down correct, and it'll be the camera, and it won't be released because it's going to take forever. <laughs> Sorry, Thomas, you had you had a point. I've also had like a little bit of issues actually just playing through the game. There was like a lot of glitching happening, uh, especially like with the mag boot stuff. I would find like I would jump, and all of a sudden I would fall off the the object, even though you can jump still. Like it can't decide if you can or cannot jump totally. on a magnetized object. I, I totally and I would agree. like actually fall and grab onto the edge. <laughs> and I would try to jump back up but it, and like magnetize back on, but it wouldn't let me. So I just killed myself. <laughs> I had a very frustrating glitch moment where I completed every mission on every planet I had been to so far. And it wouldn't give me the cue to go to the next planet. Um, so I had to reload a previous save and replay like yeah. two or three hours worth of game. And Ouch. that left a bad taste in my mouth. Um, but there were multiple glitches that I, I bumped into across... You know, across my my play session with the mm-hmm. game, I I just want to like I don't want to come to the defense of Insomniac Games, but I distinctly remember getting a Ratchet and Clank game every Christmas for four years straight. Like, Im- imagine if you're on that dev team, were like, different you, times, had, yeah. you had ten months yeah. essentially to put this game together. Mm-hmm. And, like, and it's a hell of a game for ten months. And the credits too. It's a small team. Like you can finish yeah. the credits in like twenty seconds. And compare that to a modern day game with you know high production values, a AAA release. You're sitting there for those credits for maybe 10 minutes, and there are thousands of people that are scrolling through. Um, so I give them mad props for creating a very good game in a short yeah. short window, um, but I think my criticisms still stand. Absolutely. I, I just wanted to, to make that comment. Um, I just yeah. want to... can't okay. imagine being on that dev what, cycle. Well, yeah, it seems what, real tough. Just to explain how amazing this game was. So it was developed in the U.S. I'm going to hug Mo some more. Come here, Mo. Listen, it was developed in the U.S., and this is a fun fact that I discovered just now scrolling on the interwebs. Yeah. It was the first North American developed game that was released in a bundle in a console in Japan. So the Japanese were like, hey, this game is so incredible. We're going to push it here and bring the product. Do you hear that clap? Thank you, man. That's my unimpressed golf clap. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I gotta clap. Hey, applause is applause. <laughs> but um, yeah, just 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 saying, it's a great game. Yeah, uh, I just want to ask: uh, Have any of you guys seen the movie, the Ratchet and Clank I movie? No, no, I haven't. I heard it, it looked good. Like I saw like uh, previews of it, and it looked really good. I wanted to watch it. I just haven't. It is surprisingly good, and I think the reason for that is the writing in this game. Um, except I'm going to pull my pin out now, talk about the movie after. The end of this game is super underwhelming. Yeah. So underwhelming. Yeah, it's like, oh, you beat this big protopad. <laughs> yeah. and, oh, you saved the galaxy. Yeah. Good for you. Great. Like That was the end. And here's the real Fizz Widget, and he talks like a normal person and can string sentences together that make sense. Mm-hmm. And then they try and tell you more story during the credits in little in-between sequences. Yeah. But none of it ever feels good and wrapped up and like the thing that you did made sense for you to do. And now you've, you know, achieved some amount of like resolution and finality in what you've done. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I agree with you. It didn't didn't go anywhere. Yeah, it, it, I totally underwhelmed by the end. The whole story seemed to me like they had concepts of things that they wanted to do gameplay wise in the game, and then tried to create narratives as to why you were going from one place to the next. Yeah, which is completely fine. It was a different time. Two thousand three was a very different different year oh, yeah, yeah. than 2017 is um but it's age shows did you guys know about that easter egg where you like you can go into like the devs museum to see all the things no. left behind no so that devs couldn't get a lot of things in the game i didn't like get to it um but you can apparently get to the secret level where it's kind of like what was that one game we played with uh you get to see the 30 flights of loving yeah so it's kind of like that mm-hmm. you, you walk into the, and you can see all the different like particles and gameplay and mechanics that like they left behind and they didn't want to, but they had to because of right. timing. It's interesting. So that's something maybe you want to look at and then you'd be like, wow, this is a great I game. I feel like you had to change the game clock to access it. Yeah, I think it was like 3 a.m. You had to play the game at 3 a.m. to be able to get to this. Let me tell you, I definitely did play it at 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the mad crunch and to try and get this game like done in time. Uh, sorry, my final point, the movie, it's pretty good. It has Sylvester Stallone in it. Weird. Oh. Damn. Yeah, he plays I, like a... I probably need to watch this then because <laughs> I, I love Sly. You're a big Sly fan? <laughs> But he obviously... Uh, like, I, like, I like Rocky a lot. That's, oh, okay. You could yeah. tell that he, like, threw his lines like he did one day of voiceover. Right. And, like, got paid the big bucks. Right. Because he's just, like, he's a crony. He right. plays a crony in the game. Um, but it's most of the <laughs> other voice actors from the series that return. It's, it's you know yeah, what? Seriously. I watched it on a plane. It's pretty good. She's not in it. No. Damn. Um, the one last thing that I want to bring up is having... Oh, I loved playing... Um, Sunset Overdrive uh, the uh, Insomniac developed Xbox One exclusive and Mm -hmm. playing this game made me really understand why I loved Sunset Overdrive so much they have fantastic weapons in that game the rail grinding was fantastic which I thought in Ratchet and Clank the rail grinding was uh, you know one of the better better moments in the platforming Um, it just really made clear how they're little design ideas were very fleshed out and polished in sunset overdrive, which came out in what? 2013, 2014, Mm -hmm. somewhere around there. Um, so you can see what like 10 years of development really leads to with some of the same ideas. And insomniac now is going on to develop the Spider-Man game as what's weird on Twitter is they just, um, were on Twitter going back and forth with, I think Andrea Renee, who does kind of funny, um, they had asked the question like is this a second party game is it a third party game is it a first party game they're saying that it's a first party game 
uh, whatever, Insomniac's an independent developer. It's beside the point. But I'm really excited to play Insomniac's version of the Spider-Man game for PS4. Same here. If Sunset Overdrive mm-hmm. was any indication of what that mobility and movement would be like, I can't wait to see what they do with Spider-Man. Um, uh, did Insomniac do it infamous? Because, like, I think they did. Sucker Punch. Yeah. Sucker Punch, okay. Never so, mind. But, <laughs> I don't know. No, I think that's a good point to bring up, Thomas, because... I remember when I was a, you know, had the PS2, Sucker Punch, Insomniac, and Naughty Dog's games almost kind of ran in the same gambit because they had Sly Cooper, Jack and Daxter, and Ratchet and Clank back on the PS2. Then they went to PS3, and Insomniac continued with Ratchet. Uh, They put out a trilogy there, but then Infamous was done by Sucker Punch. They did uh, Infamous 1, 2, and then Last Light on PS4, which was a launch title. Mm -hmm. And then after that, Naughty Dog went on to do... What did they do after Jack and and Daxter, the trilogy there? Uncharted. There you yeah. go. Wow. Why did I forget that? How could that? you forget Uncharted? <laughs> That's a, I was I was pretty good there, but yeah. So they go on. Yeah, to you, make, you're pretty good. They make good 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 games. They do. They do make good games. Yeah, uh, Thomas. Mm-hmm. Do you have any more points you want to bring up about uh, Ratchet and Clank going Commando? Uh, I wanted to point out something really cool in this game. Uh, if you use the sniper rifle and you snipe, uh, not snipe, but you zoom in on enemies, uh, if there's two of them hanging out, they do a fist bump. <laughs> what? That's awesome. I, I like those little details that they sneak in well, in ways that yeah. you probably or maybe won't see. <laughs> I like those little, yeah. very few people are going to see this, but I saw it. Yeah. It makes you feel yeah, a little yeah. special. Um, and I wish I would have bought that sniper rifle now and tried that. <laughs> Because that sounds like a ton of fun. It's a good weapon. So if you end up playing this game, definitely buy that sniper. I mean, I'm never playing this game again. (laughs) I just need to make that clear. If you're a reasonable, rational individual who appreciates good games... Then you won't play this game. Then you're going to be playing this game and buying a sniper rifle and seeing the fist bump. But listen, like, there's a new game plus option. Like, don't you want to just go through the game again and play it again the right way? Hear me out. Hear me out. You can buy upgrades to the weapons so you can upgrade your weapons further. Mike. Mike, just just listen, listen. Just like how you're going to show me how to play Hearthstone, I'll show you how to play Ratchet and Clank. Okay, if you want to show me how to play this, not like a caveman, just bashing my head through the walls. It'll be art. Okay, it'll be a ballet. Okay. It'll be a dance. I, I look forward to your tutelage. Yes, but seriously, I need you to help me with Hearthstone. <laughs> okay, uh, I, I would suggest you play uh, probably Tools of Destruction. I think that one's a lot better with its platforming and weapons and. We'll At least see. from my memory anyways, but that was probably like 10 years ago. You know what? So. If you recommend it, Thomas, I'll probably check it out, but I do need some time away from Ratchet and Clank because I feel like I have <laughs> some enough, amount of PTSD with smashing my head against the challenge of this game <laughs> and then having mm-hmm. it glitch on me as hard as it did. Um, so yeah. with with some time away, I think the heart will grow a little bit fonder and I'll, I'll come to it. But Speaking I, of time, though, like he said Tools of Destruction, I would also say Kraken Time is great because, listen, Clank gets time powers that's interesting spoilers and it becomes like a big part of the game is clank's time powers and how he uses his time manipulation in the story of the game i got really excited (laughs) while i was talking about that i'm glad you're excited about it but speaking of time i think that signals the end of the show what i think that's the end of the show what and that my friends is one less game left behind if you enjoyed the show and want some more make sure to check us out on itunes and give us a review each five-star review gets a special shout-out on air. Shout-out, shout-out. Mr. Out. Mo, uh, who is getting our shout-out today? Well, today we got our first shout-out in this little series we have going on. Uh, we have a Mr. Andy Birch who gave us a nice little five-star rating. So if you do want a shout-out, feel free to leave us a five-star review, and maybe you'll be on here next time. Fantastic. Mo, where can the people find you at online? Find me at, at mmurtati. 
And Jacob, where can the people find you at? Hi, uh, they can find me at Jacob McCourse. And if they want to watch me stream the next game for the Left Behind Game Club, they can do so at jacobstreams.com. Fantastic. And Thomas, where can people find you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at CSG Thomas. You can also check us out at charshot.com. Uh, our podcasts are more of a, a weekly show. We cover the news and cover what games we're playing. And we read emails on the air if we get emails. We kind of take inspiration from Kind of Funny and uh, Giant Bomb and kind of entertain you while, while providing you information. That's awesome. And if you want to send us some email, you can email us at questions at leftbehindgameclub.com. Uh, and we'll see about reading your comments, feedback, and news on the air. And that, my friends, is our show. You can find me at RuflowM or MichaelRuflow.com. And that's the show. One less game left behind. Ratchet and Clank going commander.